Hey everyone, today we are going to talk about wowing your customers with those unexpected extras. Balancing building a successful business and being a superstar mom is hard. And yet, in today's digital world, it's more common than ever. The question becomes, how do we successfully grow a business and children at the same time? Join us for a candid conversation as we share our experiences and insights into marketing and motherhood. I'm Jessie Valle. And I'm Angela Reeder. Welcome to the Marketing Moms Podcast. Okay, I'm going to start off with a story. Not too long ago, I was on a business trip down in Orlando, and I had the privilege of being able to visit Harry Potter World, and it was amazing. And for those of you who don't know me, I am a super Harry Potter geek. And of course, while I was in Diagon Alley, I had to stop and get a wand because I mean, come on, how could I go <laughs> to Harry Potter and not get a wand, like a wand? So anyway, I, I, I've had it in the Ollivander's box, right? Like it's just been sitting on my desk here in my office and I won't let the kids touch it because it is not a toy. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, okay, but I need something to um, hold it or display it, right? So, of course, I immediately hopped on Etsy because people make the coolest things on Etsy. And I found an absolutely cute wand holder and I ordered it. And when it arrived this week, I was super excited to get my wand holder but then when I opened it up, there was this tiny little plastic baggie and inside was this like thick plastic, adorable, hairy shaped bookmark. And I just was like, wow, that's super unexpected and extra and like adorable. And it really made me Ha, like it made me have a great experience just because when I opened it, I had that extra boost of happiness <laughs> because I was just like, wow, like that was the extra mile. It was totally unexpected. It was really cool. And now for sure, I know that if I wanted something else, Harry Potter, I might go to their store first on Etsy to find out what they have, or I might... Um, I might consider leaving a review when I normally don't do that, <laughs> but it just was like, huh, that was really cool. Um, so I thought maybe we could talk about that today with you all just to say, you know what? Sometimes thinking outside the box can help your customers and even your clients have that extra special experience because it's something that Angela kind of talked about it in our gift giving guide last week when, or was it two weeks ago, when, when she added experiences to what we should get our kids for Christmas because experience matters. Have, has something like that ever happened to you, Angela? Yes. So I crochet a lot of blankets and I have to keep track of rows. So one time I bought a bracelet. It's got beads and it's got a little marker on it that you move along the beads as you count your rows. And when I ordered it, 
it came and it came with like extra stitch markers, which is like a little clip you put on your yarn to keep it from unraveling when you're not working on it. And they were so pretty. And I got like three or four of them with this bracelet. And I was so impressed. And I did the same thing. I immediately went to write a review and be like, this is amazing. I was so excited and bought more things from the store because I was just so impressed by the little extra that they had put in there. Okay. Side note, I started crocheting a blanket myself last week. Um, and that's always a, a fear of mine is what do I do when I have to set it down and I pull the loop out and hope my kids don't grab it and ruin everything <laughs> I've done. So feel free to get that for me for Christmas. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Stitch markers I didn't are amazing. Existed. Yes. That's stitch cool. markers are amazing. Uh, like if you absolutely don't have anything else, you could use like a big safety pin and just like hook it on the loop. That's a good idea. Yeah. But yeah, stitch markers are awesome. Cool. <laughs> Angela knows what she's getting me for Christmas <laughs> because I am not subtle at all. My husband hates that about me. He's like, why do you tell people what you want for Christmas? And why do you even have them like, what? It's not a surprise when you know what it is. I'm like, why yeah, would you but, not tell someone? But that I know what you I'm gonna like it. Yeah, right? it's like I'm not gonna open up something and be like, thanks. Oh, Instead, good. it's like, yes, I knew I wanted this. Thank you so much for listening to me. <laughs> I mean, we ask our kids what they want for Christmas. Why exactly. would we stop doing that as adults? That's a really great point because I don't want, yeah, I don't want people to waste money on me. Yeah, spend your money on something you know I'm gonna actually use. Yep, I agree. I'm just saying. <clears throat> Any hoozy. Okay, so I have another example. Um, I and and this is for all of you who have like an MLM, and I know that a lot of you might think that, like, oh man, I sell essential oils, or I sell candles, or I sell cookware, or I sell, you know, these things that it's prescribed. Like, there's a set number of things you can sell. So you're like, how could I do this? Well, recently I purchased one of those. Um, it was a color street, I think. Someone that that I knew was doing the color street nails. And I had purchased some. and But it was like, it was a friend of my sister-in-law. So it wasn't someone I actually knew. And it was out of town. So she had to ship me my order. And when it showed up, it wasn't just the stuff for my nails. She had thrown in an extra little baggie of goodies. It was like some earrings and there was, oh, there was like, there was a face mask in there. That's cool. Yeah. So it's like, here are some extra things to pamper yourself while you're doing your nails. And I just thought that was brilliant because that was her way of going the extra mile so what what does that do? That makes it so that if I ever want to order the Color Street Nails again, I'm going to go to her. I'm not going to yeah. find someone locally. I'm going to go to her because she helped me have such an elevated, great experience. So so that's kind of what, what this is about. It's about elevating the experience for your customers. Yeah. Yep. Having those extras that kind of go along with the thing you're selling can make a big difference. And like Jesse said, it doesn't have to be more of the thing you're selling. Like it doesn't have to be extra nails or Mm -hmm. a second item. 
it can just be complimentary or something you know that they will like. Like in the case of your wand holder, they knew, well, she's buying a wand holder. She probably <laughs> likes Harry Potter. She's probably read the books. So, um, you know, throw in a bookmark in there and, you know, they're going to be super excited. I know. And so what, what do I, what did I do with this bookmark? I put it right here on my notebook that I use for work and so I see it all day, every day. Like it's now a treasured item of mine and I didn't even order it, you know? Um, I, I bet a lot of you are thinking, okay, well, that's great for say a physical product, but how mm -hmm. could we do that with digital products? So I used to work with a client who sold courses and it was like a $2,000 course, right? So it was not an easy purchase for people. And part of the reason, or not part of the reason, Part of the way she helped welcome people into her world, thanking them for making such an important purchase and investing in themselves, was she would handwrite this welcome, congratulations, kudos, encouraging letter or postcard, and she would mail that to them. And so it's like, you just spent all this money. I know you're scared, but... I believe in you. I'm so, you know, that's awesome that you did this for yourself. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. And it helped ease them into the program and helped have that elevated extra. Wow. And and it wasn't just that. that it was, I think, a card. And she mailed like the handwritten card and then like um, a laptop sticker. And it, uh, maybe like, oh, oh, I remember now. It was like a little, it was kind of like a little package. It was this, you know how you can do the custom notepads, like the tiny little ones that you would like maybe stick on your kitchen counter or something. Um, she wrote the letter on the top sheet of the notepad. And then there was like the laptop sticker. Um, there might've been a couple other little things, but it was like this tiny little, so it wasn't like they just spent two grand with you. Right. She bulk bought those things. So they were just sitting in her home. And she could just make up those little kits real quick. So it wasn't too much of an added cost to create someone who was more invested in your program and, you know, elevated that experience. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to, like, the physical gifts are amazing. Those are definitely a great way to build customer loyalty. But if you're looking for something that isn't going to take up space in your house, um, I have seen course creators create the Bongiorno videos that are like personalized. Mm -hmm. So you buy the course and then like a day or two later, you get a personalized welcome video by name where the person is, you know, thank you so much. I'm so excited. I can't wait to meet you. And even that is a little bit extra that can help build that appreciation and loyalty. Mm -hmm. For sure. Okay, so let's see. We talked about physical products. We talked about digital products. But what about service providers? What What's that little extra that you could do, do you think, for a service provider? I think part of it depends on your service. I have seen service providers send out, like, little things in the mail, like a little notebook or a postcard that says, you know, I'm so excited to be working with you or whatever. Um, so it's definitely possible with services. Sometimes it can be just an email. Again, a Bongiorno works really well for that. 
Um, I mean, and, and I've also seen service providers and I've done it myself too, especially for people who are long standing clients going mm-hmm. that extra mile to send a, a Starbucks gift card at yep. Christmas time or something like just something or a extra birthday to, card if you have their birthday. Yeah. Just something extra to say, thank you for inviting me into your business and trusting me with your business. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, they don't have to be big, grand, over-the-top gestures. Something really small and simple can have a big impact when you're talking about someone who has invested time and or money into your business. Yeah, and I really liked your idea of the bonjourno things and stuff because, yeah, sometimes it doesn't – it's just like any gift, right? Sometimes you don't have to go the big, flashy – glitzy glam way it could be something very subtle that helps you stand out or not just standing out but it helps create that deeper connection right Mm -hmm. so they want to continue working with you it feels more personal because even if you know that the thing you're getting is like a thing that they send out somewhere along the way they stopped and thought about What can I send out to my customers that they're going to enjoy and appreciate that could be something extra for them? And, you know, knowing that makes you feel even more appreciative of them taking the time to think about that, even if it wasn't, you know, specifically for you. You know that somewhere along the way they were picturing their customer, you, in their mind and trying to do something nice for them. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so today's challenge is to do that, what Angela just said. Stop, think about your customer or your client, and depending on what kind of business you have as a marketing mom, and think about what is that extra thing that you could do or send or say to elevate that experience in an unexpected wowing way. All right, so this week, so much has happened. I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever, Angela. (laughs) (laughs) It's been busy. Uh, We are – I know when you listen to this, it'll probably be after Thanksgiving, but we're recording Mm pre-Thanksgiving, so it's been really busy I don't know because of all the Black Friday stuff. Thanksgiving might be tomorrow. No, wait. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Nope, nope. Today is December 1st. Oh, happy December. (laughs) Uh, But we are recording this. Today is really November 17th. So for all of you listening, we're recording two weeks ahead of time. So (laughs) it's still pretty live, but not quite. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it's been a busy week leading up to uh, Black Friday. I had so many people reach out last week that were like, I need this little thing for my site before Black Friday so that it'll, mm-hmm. you know, look nicer, work better, be able to handle the traffic. And so, yeah. And I know you've been busy at work with your work too. Yes. Yes. Uh, just trying to, we were doing a lot of transition stuff. And so we're trying to, to hone in on a new. Um, new SOPs and systems and organization, which is right up my alley. Um, but I mean, you guys should see my floor right now. I've literally got papers <laughs> all over trying to like 
visualize and physically organize things before I put it up digitally. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I had to do that last week too. I had to physically write out like every single client I had and what it was that they were wanting and when I had to have it mm-hmm. by so mm-hmm. that I could organize it all out and then plug it into Asana. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I did this weekend and, you know, people may agree or disagree, but I put up Christmas decorations. <laughs> the thing though is when I pulled out the lights to put on the tree, part of them were out. Right. Oh. And I was like, you know what? This string of lights, I literally I have no idea how old it is. It's probably upwards of 20 years old. So I was like, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna order new lights, right? So here's here's something interesting talking in this episode about client experience and things like that. So I had the option, think about it. I could have done Walmart or Target. Like those are the two big retailers for things like that, right? Now, Walmart makes you choose a time to come. Like do the do the sorry, mm-hmm. if you're going to order and pick it up, which I totally was because I was in snowflake pajama pants. <laughs> <laughs> And my hair was not done. And I was like, I don't want to get dressed just to go get these Christmas lights because I'm just going to come back and work on putting up Christmas stuff. I just want to – I just want to have someone deliver it to my car, right? So if I did Walmart, I would have had to choose a time – a, you know, a couple hours in or more in the future and wait till that time and then go. But Target, on the other hand, you order it and then they let you know as soon as it's ready and then they're just like, you have a day or two to come pick it up. Like yeah. come anytime. And I just think that is awesome because I don't have to yep. schedule a time. I don't have to remember the time. I, I can just, whenever it's ready, I go to the store. Yep. And, and, yeah, and whenever if, you have a minute. Yeah, exactly. And like if it's ready and I'm not ready, then I wait and then I go later. Like it I'm quickly finding that Target is one of my favorite places. And here's the other thing. I put in the order, then remembered a whole list of things I needed afterwards. So I put in a second order and they still delivered it all together. Nice. And and like I didn't have to push the button for like I'm here twice or anything like that. Yeah. Like they knew I was the same person. <laughs> they told me when both orders were ready. So I knew both of them were ready and they brought them both out together. And it was just so seamless and awesome. That is awesome. I don't know. I just had a really great experience <laughs> with that. <laughs> um, and now what does that make me want to do? That makes me want to shop, shop at Target, even if sometimes the prices might be a little more than Walmart. Yeah. That sounds fun. Well, since you made a controversial Christmas statement, I will make one as well. (laughs) We have actually decided we are not going to have a Christmas tree this year. Oh. Um, This has happened a few years. This isn't our first year doing it. So it's not like, you know, totally out of left field for the kids. Um, But because we have three very young cats that like to climb everything Mm -hmm. and dogs that get very excited, we have decided that probably a Christmas tree is not the safest option (laughs) this year. So what we actually do at our house is um, my super awesome husband put hooks up around the 
top of the walls near the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And we have a garland that we wrap around the living room and we hang our Christmas ornaments up there. So they still get to go out. There's still pretty lights and Christmassy mm-hmm. atmosphere, but we don't have a tree. And sometimes we'll get like a little tabletop tree and put it on the kitchen table to put presents around and stuff. But we're not doing a big tree this year, which okay. I am a huge fan of. I've been pushing to get rid of Christmas tree for a couple of years, but I do still have kids that are like, but Christmas tree. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we've done that in the past with small children and things like, you know, when my kids were babies and getting into everything, we skipped the Christmas tree. Yeah. You know, I'm so glad we had that episode a few weeks ago where we talked about just because you do something one year doesn't mean you have to right. do it every year. It's and not so, every year. Yeah. As I was pulling out my Christmas decorations, I kept thinking that like, if I don't want to put up this random thing this year, I won't. And so I yeah. actually, and and I, that's the thing is I felt in the past is like, because I have these decorations, I have to find a place to put them up. And I was like, no, I don't. Yeah. So I left a whole bunch of stuff in my bins. I've got two plastic bins of my Christmas decorations like for example I have a nativity but the characters are like they're not porcelain but they're I don't know what they're made out of like ceramic I have one like that but they're very very breakable yes right I have one like that my two-year-old is a tornado right now Mm-hmm. He runs around all crazy and I can see it now. He's going to bump into the table and knock them all over and break them. Yeah. Where I really want to put them is the fireplace. But again, he's too little to to be around that. He would he yeah. would still be tempted. So I said, you know what? We're not putting the nativity scene up this year. And we're yeah. just going to be okay with it. And another thing that we changed was that at Target <laughs> – <laughs> One of the things I bought was plastic ornaments because up until then, now I've always used the glass ones and mm-hmm. I'm the one that breaks one every year. <laughs> and then my husband's like, just get plastic. And you know what? I'm actually surprised. It do- They don't look that bad. They look great. Yeah. So we now have plastic ornaments because my crazy kids. <laughs> yeah. Holidays should not be stressful. Uh, I have a nativity scene that's very similar to that. That was my mother's. It was a gift for her from my aunt who passed away this last year. My mom gave it to me a couple years ago. And it's the one that was up in our house when I was growing up. It went up every Christmas. It had like a special place. Mm-hmm. And I last year, I actually put it up. I had it all set up. And then I looked around at, at my kids and the animals and everything. And I was like, you know what? If this gets broken, I am going to be devastated. And so I packed the whole thing back up and put it back up. Because mm-hmm. I was like, it's just, you know. I would be so sad if it got broken and I'll get it out eventually. Like that's not to say it will never get used, but it just wasn't a good time for it last year. And I think it's important when you are having holidays and decorating for holidays to think about things like that and think about, you know, I would be stressed every day that that was going to get broken Mm -hmm. and that's not the kind of holiday season I want to have. Right. Same here. And then the same thing with, I actually moved the location of the Christmas tree as well and it's kind of more in a way that could get bumped. So had I put the glass ornaments, I would have been a basket case every day. Right. But because they're plastic, I'm just like, 
Yeah, we'll just pick the tree back up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like a six or seven foot tree. So hopefully. Oh, goodness. Actually, yeah. yeah. So I was like, I hope they don't knock it over. (laughs) But yeah, so I I like how you just said like the the holidays should not be stressful. But it's not that the holiday, because I know there are going to be stressful moments in the holidays. It's hard to avoid that. But the things you can control, control them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I can control what I set out. I can control whether I use plastic or glass. Yep. And and I did the same thing outside in my yard. Like before I would do this fancy thing where I would like have two trees on either side of the front door and I would string these lights all over to make sure that they could connect. And this year I put them side by side. <laughs> <laughs> Easy peasy, done. There you go. <laughs> and yeah, just because, you know, yes. you got you to gotta go with what you want this year. Yep. And, you know, for as far as business stuff goes, I'm starting to send out messages to clients to let them know when I'm not going to be available, things like that to also kind of ease that so it's not as stressful going into the holiday season and everybody's expectations are in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I actually tried a couple new recipes recently. Um, one thing I did was made noodles for the first time, which like, is not like as- noodle noodles, like noodle noodles. Like I didn't, I've, I've always been scared, but then I was like, Plenty of people eat pasta, so it, it can't be that hard, right? It can't be that hard. <laughs> now, I know that they have, like, those rollers and stuff, and I understand yeah, and why big, now to get it yeah. really, really thin. So, mm. But I was making chicken and noodles, so I didn't need them to be super thin. Right. Because I enjoy a, a thick noodle with my chicken and noodles. And you know what? It turned out really good. I was really impressed. My mom used to make dumplings for chicken and dumplings, like hand make oh, yeah. them when I was a kid, and they were delicious. Yeah, I think sometimes just trying something makes you realize, oh, I, I can do this, even though yeah. you've always been afraid of it. Right, yeah. Oh, it's not as hard as I thought it was. Yeah. The other thing we did is we're not big um, Asian food eaters, and so I decided that I was going to try fried rice. And so I made it and yeah, again, like it, it wasn't that hard and it wasn't that out there. Cause I know some of the yep. Asian flavors are very bold and it's just not mine or my husband's thing, but this ended up being really great. And so it's like, wow, like sometimes you just have to try something new to get something new in the rotation. Now, did my children eat it? Yeah, no. No. <laughs> not let's not be crazy here my kids didn't even eat the chicken and noodles which drove me crazy as well yeah <laughs> my kids I have are a really good recipe for crock pot fried rice oh that's very interesting my sister had let me use her her rice cooker mm. because she makes a lot of asian food um she and her husband really love that kind of stuff so she's like here use this rice use this this in the like and then oh she also um let me borrow this really cool bowl where like half the bowl was like a colander like little holes Ooh. so it it was to wash the rice 
Oh, that's cool. So like you wash the rice and then you just tip the bowl and all the water came out and then you would just do it again and, until you were done washing That's really rice. cool. Yeah. I was like – and so for me, I, who doesn't make this kind of food often, I was like, wow, I didn't even know this kitchen gadget existed. It's really cool. <laughs> what um, – I mean, I know that by the time this comes out, Thanksgiving was last week, but – what kind of foods do you guys eat for Thanksgiving? We do a lot of the traditional Midwestern Thanksgiving foods. So we have turkey or ham. We have green bean casserole. We have sweet potatoes, um, mashed potatoes, things like that, cranberry stuff. What's the one thing that your family would have a conniption fit if <laughs> – if they did not have on the Thanksgiving table? Um, you mean outside of rolls? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's funny you say that because for my family, yeah, if we don't have the brown and serve rolls, my mom would. Yes, brown so and serve rolls, yeah. We actually have – we've been the past few years getting the brown and serve and the Hawaiian because my mom has to have the brown and serve and other people prefer <laughs> the Hawaiian. The so Hawaiian. we have two kinds of rolls every year. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The brown and serve rolls are a big thing. Um, for my husband's family, I would say probably the cranberry stuff. I don't eat it, so I don't know what exactly it is. <laughs> I just know it's made with cranberries. Um, and then f- with my family, it would definitely be the green bean casserole. That's like a must every year. Mm. Yeah, we certainly like that. Now, since my husband's family is Mexican, we when we go to his family, we do have the traditional turkey, mashed potatoes, all that, all that stuff. But we also, on top of it, usually someone makes tamales. And if they don't make it on yeah. Thanksgiving, we definitely do around this season. So I usually make them. I've been lucky enough to sit down with my mother-in-law and I had her tell me all of her recipes partly so that I could you know help continue on the tradition of giving my husband the foods he likes but at the same time it's like I you know wanted to I love Mexican food and so I wanted to try my hand at authentic stuff so once a year I will sit down and make tamales as well but it is like it's a lot of work it's a lot of work for 10 minutes of eating let me tell you although yeah. They're so good and you eat so many, it is longer than 10 minutes of eating, but <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, it it's uh well someone will usually make that for Thanksgiving and then again at Christmas. And I usually try to make mine in between so that during the holiday season we can have the male several times. The whole time. <laughs> the whole time. Yes. Because <laughs> it's a I make uh, pumpkin bread. Mm. My mother has a recipe for pumpkin bread that she got from someone that she worked with like 50 years ago. And I, she would make it every single year and she would make batch after batch after batch and take it to the family. And so now I make it and I didn't make it last year because pumpkin was hard to come by, but I promised my kids I would make it this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mom used to make um, zucchini bread. Well, my mom used to have this huge garden when I was growing up and zucchini was one of the things that she grew. Now, as we got older, she exchanged the garden for a pool 
(laughs) (laughs) And that was a dream of hers. But back when she had her garden, she would make a lot of zucchini bread. And one time when I was a teacher, we used to have these Friday treat days, right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the teachers brought in a chocolate zucchini (sighs) bread. So it had like cocoa and it had chocolate chips and and it was the zucchini bread that I love. And it was just (laughs) – it was the most heavenly thing I've I've ever tasted. So chocolate zucchini bread is a win in my book. (laughs) That sounds delicious. (laughs) It was Totally was. Like I'm, my mouth's watering thinking about that. I need to go find myself some zucchini. I need to make that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got the recipe too somewhere. I just have never made it. <laughs> yep. This is the season for homemade goods, I think. Yeah. Speaking of homemade goods, I also think that it's the season that people start to craft things more. Yes. You're inside, you're doing things like that's part of the reason I started my crochet blanket just because I wanted something to do while I watched all my Christmas movies. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That is a really good thing to do while you're watching TV. I enjoy that a lot. Now, it's already, again, before Thanksgiving when we're recording this, and we have already in the past few nights watched Rudolph, The Year Without a Santa Claus, (laughs) The Grinch, like (laughs) children's Christmas movies have started in the Valle household, let me tell you. Yes. I want to try to get my kids to watch Rudolph this year. I can't ever get them to sit down and watch the the old classics that I grew up with, the Rudolph and Mm -hmm. the... Santa Claus with the little animated characters, little stop motion characters. I can't ever get him to sit down and watch my classics with me. Interesting. So for us, Rudolph in particular has a lot of the classic Christmas songs that we love. Yes. And so that's how we get the kids to sit and watch is because we are just waiting for those songs. When is he going to sing the jingle jingle song? (laughs) You know, when is he going to sing this song? And then we find little moments to to laugh at too yeah right so then you're just waiting for that moment to happen so that everybody can laugh together so we definitely love love that kind of stuff you know what i used to watch when i was little was the claymations christmas and they i i i tried to find it on youtube last year because i could not find it anywhere and it was really cool because yeah it was like the stop motion but they did it with clay oh that's really cool so it yeah if anyone can find that, it is so very cool because they do like different Christmas songs. It's almost like a variety show, but different like <laughs> claymation characters. I don't know. It's really cool. Yep. We we like the Grinch. They're big fans of the Grinch and here. But there's and so many I, versions now. There are. I like the classic I like the classic cartoon version. That's the one I grew up with. And I love it. My kids really enjoy it. Two of my three kids like the uh, Jim Carrey Grinch Mm -hmm. movie. Um, One of them thinks it's too scary. (laughs) And and then I also really like the cartoon Frosty the Snowman. Mm -hmm. I like that one too. Now the Grinch we are watching was actually the new animated one. Uh, I can't get into the new animated one. I like it because it's like a different story. Like it's yeah. the same story, but it's a twist. But yeah, if we if 
like the Grinch is definitely the original because again, yeah, the original. You can't beat the music. Yes, <laughs> like, the music and Boris Karloff as the as the oh narrator is amazing. He's so and good. I love that because my parents are old, and so I actually grew up um, watching him in the horror movies that he is so famous for. And so it was really fun to like know that this is the same person that is part of all these really spooky, scary stories that's doing this thing for kids Christmas. Oh no, lost Angela. (laughs) Hopefully she comes back in a minute. I will also say, as I'm sitting here talking to myself, hoping that she comes back soon. Oh, now she's completely gone. That I love Burl Ives as as like Frosty the Snowman and and things like that like or no he yeah he's the snowman in like Rudolph and stuff I think but we just love the Burl lives like if if I had to put my top three Christmas like the people who sing the best Christmas songs Burl lives is is one of those at the top like we absolutely love his version of any Christmas song whether it's in a movie or not finding songs that have bar lives is is really awesome all right well i think i completely lost angela (laughs) so instead of sitting here you know talking to you guys by myself which is super cool because i'm sure you guys have figured out by now that i like to talk a lot um i'm not gonna be super strange and because like i can see myself as the only video right now and i'm so it's kind of like I'm just talking to myself. It's it's a little in scared and interesting. And Angela just messaged me, where did you go? Well, I don't know, girl. Where did you go? <laughs> but um, I guess we will talk to you guys next week. If you love what we're doing here, having this little after show, please message us at contact at marketingmomspodcast.com. Let us know if you have a topic you want us to talk about, do the same thing or hit us up on Instagram. We're doing, we're trying really hard to be more consistent on Instagram. So we would love for you guys to follow us there and check us out. If you haven't already, there is still time. Grab your free holiday planner over at marketingmomspodcast.com forward slash holiday planner. And we cannot wait to see you next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. We're so honored this is where you chose to spend your time. If this episode helped you in some way, please share it with another mom who needs to hear it. We're in this together. And if you're looking to spend even more time with us, visit marketingmomspodcast.com for more episodes, free goodies, and ways to connect. Don't forget to check out our brand new Marketing Moms book, now available on Amazon. 